0: Well, hello there, dear listener. Are you sure you're in the right place? This is a special episode of The Butch Steven Show. Where we take true stories from you, listeners of the paranormal ghosts, goblins, demons, spirits, cryptids you name it. We read them, we discuss them. This is downright scary. This is Chill Bumps. <laughs> Alright, how's everybody doing? I hope I didn't scare you too bad. Rico, you did a great job on the uh, intro there. How you doing? How you guys doing? I'm Butch Stevens. This is a very special episode of The Butch Stevens Show called Chill Bumps. You know? This is uh, Everything Paranormal. We're going to read real stories submitted by you guys, and we will discuss them as well here. This is something we want to do kind of either weekly or biweekly, something like that, because we here at the Butch Stevens Show are huge fans of the paranormal. Yeah, this is something we discussed uh, a couple weeks ago prior to the first episode of the paranormal, like what kind of shows we want to do. And one of the ideas that came up was doing a show, or no, an episode of... Talking everything paranormal And yes. we are going to take real stories From you guys And we are going to read them And then we are going to discuss them Absolutely love the idea, Skip Loved the idea So I said, yes, let's do it And with that said Without further ado Let's go on and start reading our first story here Alright, the first story comes from Michael Scott uh, Pilecki I, I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong So here we go um, There is no title on this they didn't a title, So I'm calling this one The saleswoman. When I was younger, roughly 10 years old, my father was on deployment, Navy, so my aunt stayed with my mother and I. My parents rented a fairly old house while stationed in Brunswick, Maine, and the nearest house then was about a mile away. Anyway, door-to-door salesmen were still a common thing in the early 80s. I remember this clear as day. It was winter, and we had a snowstorm that night. It was still lightly snowing the next morning, being a Saturday. I was watching cartoons when there was a knock at my door. My mother answered to see a woman standing there selling magazine subscriptions. I watched from the window and listened to her talk to my mom. After a minute or so, my mom politely told her that she was not interested and the woman walked away. I remember my mom and my aunt talking about why she could be doing this or why she would be doing this before the roads were fully clear. Anyway, about 15 minutes later, I remained at the window watching my Saturday cartoons when I saw the woman walking back towards our house. I told my mom she was coming back again. My aunt said she would answer the door this time and the same thing happened. She knocked on the door and said the exact same thing to my aunt that she had told my mom. My aunt told the woman she had already been to this house and that they were still not interested and then shut the door. I stood there and I looked out the window and the woman saw me and waved. And so I waved back. Now this is the part that starts getting real interesting. About an hour later, I saw the woman walking down the road towards our house again. The closest neighbor was about a mile away and my aunt became frustrated saying if she walks up to the door again, she was not going to be nice. But the woman didn't come to the front door this time. Instead, she walked around to the back side of the house. My aunt told me to stay where I was as she ran to the back and to make sure the door was locked and my mom could call the police. The woman knocked on our back door and then paused. Moments later, the knocks were even louder this time. Even the dispatcher on the phone could hear it because my mom had said, Can you hear that? I'm not sure how long it took the police to arrive. It wasn't that long, but two officers came to the front door. My mom and my aunt were rambling and telling them that the woman was still back there As of a few minutes ago, both officers walked around to the back and moments later came back to the front door. And this is the moment that always made me wonder. The officers questioned my mom and my aunt, asking if they had been drinking or if they were playing a prank. They even asked me if I had seen this woman, and I said yes to both seeing her and hearing her. But nothing came out of this. They said that they would do a report and that was all they could do because when they walked around the house and checked things, they said there were no footprints in the fresh snowfall except the ones they had made. I became a believer that day and have no doubts after that, not to mention all the other experiences I've had since then. Now that, my friends, was a great story to start off this episode with. Wow. What What happened? I have so many questions. Like, who is this woman? But see, that's the crazy thing about it. That's the creepy thing about this story is that, was this woman really there? Was she real? According to the mother, aunt, and this guy here, they all said that they saw her and heard her. But when the cops showed up, there was no trace of any footprints. Wow, what a mystery. You know I'm not going to sleep tonight, right? No footprints from the saleswoman. <laughs> Gives me... Look at that. I got chill bumps. That's great, man. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. So, Just put on a Disney movie or something like this, God, and fall asleep to that. Doc, that that's like a great idea, man. sue so, that's a great idea. I'll, I'll do that. All right, so this next story comes from Austin Cox. And uh, real quick, uh, at the end of the story, I will add a little sound bite from YouTube explaining just a little bit more about this story here. I googled it, but nothing, I really couldn't get any more information, so I went to YouTube and found a little soundbite that I will add uh, as far as like just a little more information regarding this story here. A little background, here we go. Again, no title, so I'm going to call this The Witch's Tomb. So, I have never posted on this page, but let me start off by saying that I have had my fair share of creepy incidents over the years. I used to live in a house that was right across the street from the cemetery for the first 19 years of my life. I am now 25 years old. The cemetery had an odd setup where one half was fully gated while the other half was not, with a creek running behind it all and a so-called witch's tomb in the far back left of the gated side. When I was 14 or 15, a buddy of mine and I were walking through the open section of the cemetery. It was normal for us at this point. It was getting dark so we were about to head home when we were talking about something school-related when he stopped talking and just stared off into the distance. It took me a second to realize what he was staring at but when I saw it, I instantly froze. Down the road, heading to the far back left of the gated half of the graveyard, were five people in a line wearing dark blue robes. There's not much more I can describe other than that. But they were walking down the road and went through the gate that's closest to the witch's tomb. Now let me rephrase this. The gate was closed, and they went through the damn gate. My buddy and I saw that, looked at each other, and bolted back to my house across the road. Other than Did you just see that shit? We hadn't really brought it up much after since then. I'd like to add that if you're curious about this, the cemetery is Old Greenwood Cemetery, located in Weatherfoot, Texas. You can search the witch's tomb. With that, and you'll probably get a couple of interesting stories out of it, but I tell you now that this is no more than the normal man's tomb with the unnamed wife buried there. So what do you think about that, Skip? Talk about the creepy factor, huh? Yeah... Either two things would have happened to me if I had seen something like that. I would have either have just bolted, not looking back at all. Or, I probably would have just been unable to move for the longest time, just staring in the direction of those um, five beings um, supposedly going through a closed gate. I would have shit my pants. With that said, here's a little sound bite. With a little more background on the witch's tomb.
1: Hey, it's Annette, and I'm out in Weatherford, Texas today. I'm not ghost hunting or anything, um, but uh, while out here on a separate business, I thought I'd stop by the Greenwood Cemetery uh, to check out this tomb. There's lots of stories about it. It's called the witch's tomb. Uh, some people call it the white tomb. Um, in any case, there's stories about uh, people coming out. Just being, you know, being strange lights out here, voices, shadows, um, just kind of your usual paranormal reports. Um, the, it is said that a witch is buried here. She was in love with a young man, and he, she put a spell on him to fall in love with her, which he did. And when she passed, and I don't know uh, why she passed, it is said that he buried her here. And there was a a glass door on the front there uh, so he could come and see her and admire her beauty even after she had passed away. Uh, The story continues that he was so distraught at her passing that he ultimately returned and bricked up the door with himself in it and supposedly he is buried there or in there with her. Um, What is probably more likely the story is that um, Captain Hiram Swain is buried there in his family. Um, his name and his dates of birth and death are on the top there and I'll post pictures later. Um, whether or not the reports of paranormal activity are true, I don't know. I haven't been out here at night. I'm not sure it's accessible at night. Um, certainly if it if it is it'd be interesting to come out here however um, this is the witch's tomb or the white tomb and it's pretty interesting looking there's actually quite a few old graves uh, right here Um, this is supposedly from what I read the oldest cemetery in Parker County uh, approximately 150 years old which is why I wanted to stop by and just check out some of the older graves and get the stories of the area Um, anyway um, like I said not sure if this is real but um, you know as far as the witch and the whole story of her love affair and this gentleman breaking himself in but there you have it
0: okay first off I just want to say and apologize for those who are listening to that and they can hear me chewing ice I did not realize my microphone was still on when I was uh, recording that soundbite here, so I apologize for that. Hey, man, we all make mistakes. True, but that one should have been avoided. It should have turned my freaking mic off. Well, let me just say that's uh, that was a very good soundbite, very entertaining, wasn't it? But hey, let me—I got one more little snid bit of info to read here regarding Greenwich Cemetery. So hang on, let me pull it up here on my phone. Here we go. This cemetery's claim to fame as being the location of the final resting place of Mary Martin, a.k.a. Peter Pan, actress and the mother of Larry Hegman. There have been sightings of floating orbs at the 150-year-old 150-year-old cemetery, which has said to hover around the grave of Mrs. Martin. Lore also surrounds the witch's tomb, the story we just talked about here, which are said to contain a witch and her baby. At night, under a bright moon, you can hear the baby cry. And if you knock on the brick door, you'll hear a knock back. <laughs> oh, Billy Jean, not my lover. Talk about a heart attack if that ever happened. You know, can you imagine just going like, and then hearing, oh, shit. Uh, can I say, no, thank you. A little curious to just go and try. Skip, you are nuts. But you know what? I'm right there with you, buddy. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's plan a trip to the Greenwood Cemetery sometime next year. All right. On to the third story. Oh, thank God. I was getting more chill bumps. What? You really going to go to that cemetery, man? With that witch? Sue, man. You guys are crazy, man. Not anytime soon, Scott. We said next year. Or never. <laughs> ha! You guys are chicken. <laughs> Dude, chicken sounds delicious, man. Skip, what do you have next? All right, this story comes from Jade Nobel. Or is it Noble? I don't know. I am very sorry if I am pronouncing your name wrong. Trust me. Not everybody knows how to say (laughs) Bohannis
1: Believe
0: me. Anyway, this comes from Jade Noble. I apologize if I'm saying your name wrong, but I hope that is it. I am a strong believer that children can interact more with the spiritual world and some can definitely remember their past lives. I'd love to hear some of your personal experiences. This one is about my sister-in-law when she was little. I have been told this story lots of times and it's still very creepy. They used to live in a house that was built late in the late 1700s, early 1800s. My sister-in-law had an imaginary friend called Sid that used to visit her in her bedroom every night They were literally best friends When her parents asked who Sid was And what he looked like She said He wears a stripy suit He's very tall and has no face She wasn't scared of him though Anyway they were friends for quite a while But her parents didn't think much of it As she was a very creative child anyway A few years later And uh, they moved out of the house My mother-in-law is working in a nursery too one day she sits down with a little boy who was drawing and she couldn't believe what she saw. This little boy had drawn a tall skinny man in a striped suit and no face. She asked him without sounding shocked or scared who he was drawing and he said, "My best friend Sid." When the mother of this little boy came to pick him up, she asked the mother, "Is" th-? She asked the mother if they lived where she used to. The mother was confused and said, "Yes." She then explained she knew from her child's drawing of Sid as her daughter used to be friends with him. Not sure what happened after that, but I think the lady moved out not long after. Now, we're just checking here. This isn't the same Sid from Toy Story, is it? Pretty sure it's a different Sid. You know, Skip, that is kind of creepy. There are tons of stories of little kids having imaginary friends, or so called imaginary friends. Are they really imaginary? Are they really friends? Or are they something of the paranormal? Well, I really like what Jade said here at the very beginning as she states she's a strong believer that children can interact more with the spiritual realm. Kind of like dogs and cats. Oh, never reminds So we got to get some good animal stories. Hey, you never know. The animals can see stuff. They can see things. Definitely going to do it. We're going to do it on the next episode of Chill Bumps. Animals that see things that people don't. How about just animals and the paranormal? Even better. By the way, I think now it's time to introduce our special guest of the evening. Oh, yeah? Who's that? Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you, on this episode of Chill Bumps, Stanley Moccasin. Okay, really? That was kind of weak here. Let's do that again. Stanley Moccasin, how you doing? Oh, hey, Butch, Skip, and I'm doing just fine. Thanks for asking. I'm so glad to finally be on here, contributing my expertise in the paranormal. Say, I listened to the last episode, the very first episode, real episode of The Butch Stevens Show, and man, was it a doozy. It was very entertaining. Good job, boys. Say, hey, we're all about entertaining while providing really good content for the listeners. Speaking of content, I hear that you have quite a story, or a couple. I do, actually, and to be honest with you, it's a trilogy. But, you know, instead of telling all three on this podcast, I think I will save it and do. The trilogy, the trilogy, if I can get that word out, I will tell each story on a separate Chill Bumps podcast. So tonight will be part one. And then whenever you guys uh, do uh, episode two of Chill Bumps, I will come back on and I will tell part two. And then so forth. Part three on the next. Absolutely love it. Keep the listeners begging for more. That's how we do. So uh, you want to go on with your first story here? That would be great. And let me start off by saying, probably for anybody who's listening now, knows the name Bloody Mary. I know I am. As a kid, I was told that Bloody Mary was someone that lived in a mirror. All you had to do is go to a mirror in a bathroom usually, or wherever you had a mirror, turn off all the lights and say her name three times, and supposedly she would reappear, or she would appear in the mirror. I did it multiple times as a kid. I know you guys did too. Did you guys see Bloody Mary? I did it a few times, and no, I think I just saw myself but as a kid, you're thinking that you're seeing something because your eyes have to readjust, and I think that's the whole trick. And once you start to see something, you freak out. Really, it's just yourself. Well, that's what I would like to believe. I saw her. She looked just like Jessica Rabbit. Damn. Are you sure you were doing it right? Definitely not. I was watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Jessica Rabbit, you know? You know? Has nothing to do with Bloody Mary. Nothing. All right, keep going. If only Bloody Mary truly did look like Jessica Rabbit. All right, getting off subject. Back on topic. Bloody Mary. This is the story of Bloody Mary. She lived deep in the forest in a tiny cottage and sought herbal remedies for a living. Folks living in the town nearby called her Bloody Mary and said she was a witch. None dared cross the old hag for fear that their cows would go dry, their food stores rot away before winter, the children take sick of fever, or any number of terrible things that an angry witch could do to her neighbors. Then the little girls in the village began to disappear, one by one. No one could find out where they had gone. Grief-stricken families searched the woods, the local buildings, and all the houses and barns, but there was no sign of the missing girls. A few brave souls even went to Bloody Mary's home in the woods to see if the witch had taken the girls, but she denied any knowledge of the disappearances. Still it was noted that the haggard appearance had changed. She looked younger and more attractive. The neighbors were suspicious, but they could find no proof or evidence that the witch had taken their young ones. Then came a night when the daughter of a miller rose from her bed and walked outside, following an enchanted sound no one else could hear. The miller's wife had a toothache and was sitting up in the kitchen treating the tooth with an herbal remedy when the daughter left the house. She screamed for her husband and followed the girl out the door. The miller came running in his nightshirt. Together they tried to restrain the girl, but she kept breaking away from them and heading out of town. The desperate cries of the millers and his wife woke their neighbors. They came to assist the frantic couple. Suddenly, a sharp-eyed farmer gave a shout hey, and pointed towards a strange there. light at the edge of the woods. A few townsmen followed him out into the field and saw Bloody Mary standing beside a large oak tree pointing a magic wand towards the miller's house. She was glowing with an unearthly light as she set her evil spell upon the miller's daughter. The townsmen grabbed their guns and their pitchforks and ran towards the witch. When she heard the commotion, Bloody Mary broke off her spell and fled back into the woods. The far-sighted farmer had loaded his gun with silver bullets in case the witch ever came after his daughter. He took aim and shot at her. The bullet hit Bloody Mary in the hip and she fell to the ground. The angry townsmen leapt upon her and carried her back into the field where they built a huge bonfire and burned her at the stake. As she burned, Bloody Mary screamed a curse at the villagers. If anyone mentioned her name aloud before a mirror, she would send her spirit to revenge herself upon them from her terrible death. When she was dead, the villagers went to the house in the wood and found the unmarked graves of the little girls and the evil witch had murdered. She had used their blood to make her young again. From that day to this, anyone foolish enough to chant Bloody Mary's name three times before a darkened mirror will summon the vengeful spirit of the witch. It is said that she will tear their bodies to pieces and rip their souls from their mutilated bodies. The souls of these unfortunate ones will burn in torment as Bloody Mary once had burned, and they will be forever trapped Inside the mirror. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of Bloody Mary. Oh my goodness. Wow, what a story. I mean, wow. That was something. Wasn't it, Skip? That was definitely something. Well, I felt like a little... Care to again back in my room underneath my covers trying to hide my shivers from bloody mary coming to butcher the crap out of me not to mention i never want to ever go look at a mirror right now so that can just that can just wait <laughs> but seriously stan that was scary dude i like gotta go to the bathroom man and i'm not going in there alone hey rico good job on the sound there's effects a mirror in there what if bloody mary shows up i'm scared man Look what you did, Stan. I'm scared. Scott, it's just a story, and I'm pretty sure you're going to be fine. If you're that scared, have Rico go with you. What? Okay, fine, whatever. But I'm not holding your hand. Let's get this over with. It's just a story. Bloody Mary is not real. Are you sure? How do you know for sure? Just take my word for it, Scott. Just go and do your business. Your dog, I swear, if she comes out at me, if she comes out at me... She's not. Soup! By the way, this might be a good time for you listeners out there. If you have any good Chucky stories, please submit. <laughs> Scott's scared of Chucky. You don't say. Dude, remember what happened at the Myrtles? Oh, that's right. You told me. The one time I didn't go. Well, we'll just have to plan another trip down there, won't we? To the Myrtles Plantation. Amazingly haunted. Stan, thank you for joining us tonight. And you said there's a part two? There is a part two, but like I said earlier, I will... I will save that for the next episode of Chill Bumps. It's a trilogy. And, uh, yeah, let's just save it for that. Something to look forward to each week. Wow. I want to know now. Next time, Butch. Next time. By the way, didn't you say we have uh, another audio clip to listen to tonight? Yes, Skip. Yes. And this video clip, well, it's a video clip, but we're going to play the sound off the video clip. This is creepy, folks. I have no idea what this is. Do you guys out there know what this is? There's some serious weird sounds going on, and this man claims that it's coming from the sky. Yes, the sky. So we're going to play the clip now, and uh, you guys decide what this is, because I have no clue. We have no clue. But maybe you do. This uh, video slash audio clip is submitted by, or comes from by, Dan Robb. Let's listen.
1: Okay guys, listen to this. There's a sound screaming. Like a, it's like a It's like a scream. It's so freaking loud and it's coming from up in the air, like up there. It's been going on now. What is that?
0: I swear I saw like this thing when the lightning was flashing a second ago.
1: What the fuck? Dude, that's coming from like up in the sky outside of my apartment. Stay, Standing in the middle of a field right now. That is so fucking scary.
0: I get goosebumps. I don't know what that is. All right, I'm going back inside.
1: Um, I've had enough of the screaming band. Yeah, that sounds like someone screaming bloody murder. I mean, that is not
0: cool. Whatever it is, and it it sounds it literally sounds like it's coming. From the sky. If anybody recognizes that sound, let me know. And I would like to thank Dan for showing me that little sound bite there. And, um, yeah, we're never going to freaking sleep again. Stan, what do you think that sounded like? What? Oh, what, what, what? Well, I don't know. Maybe a banshee? A banshee? What's a banshee? Whoa. Whoa, talks. What, what if it was Bloody Mary? What if it was Bloody Mary screaming? Uh, Bloody Mary is from a mirror. This came from the sky. So what is a banshee? Let me let me ask Google here. Google. What is a banshee?
1: Here's the definition of banshee. In Irish legend, a female spirit whose wailing warns of an impending death in a house.
0: Uh, that's what we just heard. That Scott is a banshee. And no, not Bloody Mary. You didn't see her by the way when you went to the restroom earlier? No. Ha. Told ya. Hi, I'm Chucky. I'm your friend to the end. That is terrible. That is a terrible impression of Chucky. Dude! Dude, what are you doing, man? Why, why are you trying to scare me with Chucky, man? You know I'm afraid of Chucky. Suit, man. Soup! Could be worse, Scott. Like the Shining Twins. The Shining Twins. Oh man, they give me chill bumps every time. Hey, you can never go wrong with the Shining here. It's a classic. And yeah, those girls are what you call freaky. But I'm not sure if they're as freaky as what we just heard here. I mean, what is that? Well, remember Dan was saying that he was... It sounded like to him it was coming from the sky. Now, we weren't there to kind of verify that, but he kept pointing up to the sky in the video, and even when he went outside, he said it sounded like it was coming from the sky. Aliens! I knew it! They exist! Really? You think they're aliens, Dan? Oh, I don't know. Look, I'm just... That was the first thing that came to mind, is aliens. Hey, you never know. He look, he said you coming from the sky. What else could be in the sky making that kind of sound? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the demons and angels fighting over. Which mountain dew's better? Regular or sugar-free? Both? Awesome. Now, hang on a second. What if... What if Rico's goes right? What do you mean right? Like the mountain dew part or uh, the angels and demons part? Yeah. That one. What if by chance... Because, look, now, granted... It was storming. It looked like there was a lot of heat lightning. I didn't hear the thunder, but you could see all that lightning. What if it wasn't lightning? What if it was what some people describe to have seen spiritual warfare in person, live and in person? And those were the angels, and those were the demons battling each other. And every time you heard that banshee cry, it was a demon being sent to the eternal abyss. Yeah, I, you know what? You got a good argument there. You, but you know what? We'll never know. We will never know what exactly it is that uh, that man saw, or not saw, but heard, and what uh, we heard here. Now, with all we know, it was incredibly freaky, incredibly freaky, and that we're not going to sleep tonight. That- that's pretty much it. And speaking of pretty much it, this is pretty much it for this episode of Chill Bumps. Brought to you by this Butch Stevens show. How you doing? Until next time, when we have lots more stories to share with you guys and Bloody Mary Part Two with Stanley Moccasin. I'm Butch Stevens. I'm Skip Bohanesberger. I'm Stanley Moccasin. With the aid of Scott and Rico over there. Nice job, boys. Signing off. Till next time. How you doing?